So sheep uh, ha have different um, facial expressions. They, 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 or they, they see different facial expressions. So when you're around a sheep, go ahead and smile at them. Um, they, they do have great memories, and they build friendship, and they stick up for one another in fights, and they feel sad when one of their friends is, is sent to slaughter. Believe it or not, scientific studies have shown that sheep can be pessimists and optimists. One thing we know about sheep is they're very vulnerable creatures. Individually, they have no means of defending themselves. And, and when isolated, every predator knows that they're tasty. Sheep need a shepherd. And Jesus said that when he saw the crowd of humanity. He said, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, Matthew 9, 36. Both for the Pharisees, the religious, and those they called sinners, we all depart from God and his ways. And, and friends, when we do, we become helpless and harassed by our lives. And when the text says that Jesus had compassion for this, when he saw the state of humanity. It's an understatement in our language. In the original Greek language, it's the word and I can't say it with the right uh, pronunciation. You got it at the end and I can't do it. But um, it means that you're moved from your bowels with love. You move from your bowels with love. That's the kind of compassion Jesus feels deep in his gut for all of his sheep. And so today, whether you consider yourself the worst of sinners or you feel like you're religious so you're loved, the truth is you're loved. No matter what you're doing, Jesus sees you and he has love for you. And um, when you depart in your sin, as sheep often do, he wants you back in the fold for safety and protection and joy. His why it's Jesus' life verses. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, Luke 19.10. Because his, his plan is for all of us to have that splash me to my for each other. For, for that's where our joy comes from. We, we start having that feeling in our guts for one another. The word lost in, in his mission verse is the same word for lost that he uses about the sheep in our parable. And it's also a very serious Greek word. It's apolemi, which means to be destroyed, to be rendered useless, or, or to be put to death, or, or to perish. And that's, that's where a lost sheep is heading. And I said we all kind of need to go through a struggle or difficulty to find joy, and I'm going to put you kind of in a struggle right now. In our area live about 100,000 people within five miles of where we are right now. In Will County, there are 697,252 people. In the metro area of Chicago, there are 887,000 uh, people. From the research that I have looked at, I estimate only about 4% of those people have been found in Christ. Actually, many of the people in the Midwest would consider themselves Christian, about 75%. And that's because it's either part of their heritage or that's how they choose to identify themselves religiously. But most of those sheep are like the Pharisees and the sinners here in Jesus' audience. They're far from God 
departing from in the, him in their sin. Just like I was and, and Jasmine was and many of you were before we were found. I, I, I just want you to think about that right now, that in our area there are 800 or 8,555,000 people lost, headed for destruction right now. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? You know, sheep are capable of deep, complex feelings. If you don't care, then who are you in Jesus' audience? If you're not doing anything about it, who are you most like in Jesus' audience? So we need to hear his parable. And so he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. See, Jesus is appealing to the good nature of us sheep to care, both for the obvious sinner and the religious sinner. And the ratio in Jesus' parable is opposite to what I just talked about. One in 99 ratio does not seem so overwhelming. And, and, and so I think he's wanting to do is to, to start with the first individual straying sheep we, we see. What, what can you do right now to help that one sheep come home? Or if you are one who feels like that lost lamb, I want you to hear today that the God of the universe loves you, loves you enough to leave the 99 for you. See, God has sparked me to walk for the individual. Now, I, I want to talk about this parable in terms of monetary value. Sheep today cost between $200 and $300, depending on where you live. So 99 sheep is a $29,700 investment. So financially, it does not make a lot of sense to risk losing $29,700 worth of sheep left in the open country or wilderness going after chasing after one $300 rebellious sheep. One that might have already, you know, fallen off a cliff or been eaten by a wolf. But what does a shepherd do here? He goes. Why? Because he has love for the one $300 sheep because it is his. And this kind of reckless love makes no sense to the Pharisee who feels sinners are worthless, not even worth teaching God's word to. You know, and at the end of the, the, my preaching, we're going to sing a song called Reckless Love. And, you know, there's some Christians that get upset with the song and, and the concept of, of God being reckless because God does have purpose in everything. But the concept fits when you consider what God did for us, trading the life of the most valuable person in the universe for one lost sinner like me. Here's the chorus of the song. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, and leaves the 99. The song is about the shepherd, Jesus, ch chasing down a lost sheep. The, the chorus continues, I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. And still you give yourself away. See, God's grace for sinners 
to the Pharisee seems reckless. This, this, this shepherd in this story risks his own life to save the sheep. Because who's following a lone sheep? A predator, a wolf, a lion. You know, when we go after lost sheep, we, we have to be ready that there could come attack. Uh, the scriptures say, but be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour someone. It's a lot safer to hang out with the 99 good sheep, if you're a Pharisee, than to chase after that one lost sheep. After all, that, that sheep was rebellious. He, he brought all this trouble on himself. See, Pharisees try to blame sheep for getting lost. But there are all kinds of reasons that sheep get lost. They can be sick and, and not able to ke- keep up with the rest of the flock. They, they can be too far away and they don't hear the shepherd's call when it's time to move. Maybe they've been hurt in the past by some wicked shepherds. And, and they've not yet learned to trust the good one. The reason I put this into dollars and cents is is because it illustrates the real problem with pharisaical attitudes. We can value other things more than sinners that Jesus calls his sheep and he loves. We're often willing, unwilling, to be reckless in our love like God. You know, most people tend to think of love like a transaction. I will love you if I get something out of it. You know, a Pharisee might go and, and chase after so he doesn't lose $300 on a sheep. But he won't risk anything for the sake of love. There, there is more value for him and safety in staying home. He will not go out in the open country. That's scary. He doesn't want to go out there to find a lost sheep that God loves. They're unwilling to risk loss. Not Jesus. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John 10, 11. He's willing to lose it all. Jesus is the good shepherd who loves all of his sheep. And and, then that's who he wants us as his disciples to be as well. In, In reckless love with what he loves. Willing to give up what he did for the sheep. Now, I want to ask you, when the the ratio to the story is almost opposite today from Jesus' example, and especially with all the churches around 2,000 years later, why is that ratio like that? Why is the ratio so bad after 2,000 years? Maybe because many churches are like the Pharisees, They're sitting around grumbling about the cost, the cost to save sinners. They would rather invest themselves in something more valuable to them, themselves. Beloved, that's not who we are. And that's not who we're going to be here at Crosswinds. We are going to help Jesus find those lost sheep. But, but to be good shepherds, we'll have to give up something that we, as people, tend to value more than sheep. Our time, our money, and even our reputation. 
Jesus said this, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses and forfeits himself? So right now I'm going to ask the deacons or Tracy um, to pass out uh, these cards to everybody. And these postcards are something you can keep. You don't have to turn them in. But I want you to use them to help us count the cost. The cost of seeking lost sheep with reckless love. I'm going to go through all the things, and, and you're able to just check it off. There should be some pens in the back of the chair. Uh, the things either that you're already doing, and maybe some things that you are now willing to do. So the number one thing, not the number one thing, but the first thing on the list is subscribe to our YouTube page. Because there are sheep wandering out there around social media worldwide, and there are a lot of them in danger out there with, with, with what's on YouTube. And the more subscriptions we have, the more likely those sheep will find a safe place to be refreshed by Jesus on our page where they're going to hear about a God who loves them. Number two, like our Facebook page and, and share posts. Social media has algorithms. And the more activity there is, the more visible something is. Natasha, my administrative assistant, does a great job preparing content. She's an amazing graphic artist for all of our social media. But all her efforts to find lost sheep are not as effective if you choose not to engage. Now, when you're engaging, please be careful not to get lost yourself in social media. Focus your attention on our posts and, and sharing them, and you'll have less temptation in some of the other places that you can wander as a sheep. You know, our app is a great way to share content and messages and songs that could start that process of leading a sheep home. Sometimes they're afraid to come here with all us other sheep. And, and so sharing a message is, is the best way to start with some. Number three, write crosswinds, a positive review on Google. You know, sheep feel safe in a flock. Let the other sheep know that this is a safe place that they can be restored. Number four, sign up for blesseveryhome.com and then pray for five neighbors every day. Does anybody have any lost sheep on their block? Is it just me? Okay. It's an easy way to do it. The, the, the service will send you, and it's free, an email every day of five new neighbors to pray for. It's a good sheep finding tool. If you'll just invest yourself in it. Can you flip to the next slide real quick? This is where we're at. This is the totals of the church. So far, we've prayed 1,670 prayers. Good job, everybody, with the people that are signed up. That, that's excellent. And, and also, we've done 41 acts of caring. And you have the opportunity today. Uh, uh, Victoria here is a baker, amazing baker. And she baked too much yesterday for her show. And, and so she donated all of that bakery good to us. And um, so if you've been praying for your neighbors, why don't you grab a couple of baked goods and, and go like this Sunday afternoon and just go over to them and say, hi, here's, I just want to give you this. That's all. Just an act of kindness. And then go mark that you did some acts of kindness. So, um, you know, go, go, and you can sample some for yourself because she's given us a lot, but take a couple to other people. Okay. Um, uh, number five, uh, volunteer to serve on a ministry team. You know, we could use help here on the first impression team. Uh, Kathy, are you here? She's serving. Okay. Um, we could use help on our hospital team. Could you stand up, Tracy? 
We need help on our praise team. Um, Emil, stand up. Um, we need help in our children's ministry team. <laughs> Michelle, next to Emil. Um, and our tech team, Natasha. All right. So we could use um, help on all those teams. So volunteer. You know, put, figure out how much time costs you, you want to do. Um, number six, set up a regular offering on our push pay account. You know, we have generous givers here at Crosswinds because they love sheep. But there are some that are not giving anything, maybe because they're still scared sheep. And, and I challenge you, I challenge your fears, not you, to pick an amount. I don't care if it's a dollar a week, just a dollar a week, and, and join the flock of givers in the sheep rescuing business. Join us in the sheep rescuing business. And, and I know if you will do that, God will bless you. His word promises that. Don't fret about the amount being little. Just give more as he blesses you. You know, we stay found when we trust the shepherd. And, and giving is a, is a practical way to teach us to trust our shepherd. It's a surefire way. You know, on Crosswinds, we are reckless here in our love for sheep. Every time you give, it does not only help the local sheep here in, in, in this area, you know, our sheep finding ministry. 10% is given away to help ministries like Hands on Africa and New Life for Haiti and, and church planting efforts throughout the United States. Our stewardship team here is reckless at Crosswinds. We're not even making our own budget right now. And, and yet, last year we gave around almost $40,000 away. Just on top, more than the 10%, I think it was almost 26% we gave away just to find lost sheep. I'm, I'm so proud of how reckless we are in love as a stewardship team. Uh, number seven, attend a, a life group and, and then invite a friend to join it with you. D does it make sense that you have to be found to help find? The Bible says, so faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. You know, if you're not regular eating, how are you going to feed other hungry lost sheep? Number eight, be discipled. Learn how to have gospel conversations and how to study the word and how to teach other. It, it, it's all about sheep finding. Contact me and I, I will spend time with you and, and, and disciple you. And if I, I can't do it, I will find somebody who will. Number nine, disciple somebody yourself. There are so many lost sheep. We, we need to leverage our time. One of the best ways to find lost sheep is to disciple others because it, it holds you accountable to do it and it also prepares somebody else. You know, Jasmine was able to come here today and share a testimony because at one time I invested in Annika and Annika invested in Jason and, 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 and th they went out searching her out and oh, then she found Tatiana. Do you see how this works? It, it works. One of the best ways to find sheep is to invest into other shepherds. Each of you know sheep that I don't know. And when you're trained, you can lead them home. But then multiply yourself and train them. How do we reach the 8.5 million lost sheep in our area? 
through something called multiplication. One disciple teaching another disciple. It doesn't take a mega church. It takes a movement of the gospel. If you read Acts 19, you will see Paul is is dealing with pharisaical attitudes in the church or the synagogue. And he he starts a a sheep-finding school called the School of Tyrannus. And then after two years of effort, still working a job to support himself, the Bible says all of Asia heard the word of the Lord. That was eight to 15 million people heard God's word. And that was without social media, and that was without smartphones. It was just people caring about people investing themselves. What, what, what can we do today? You know, right now I'm, I'm discipling Cleone's son, Jesse. He doesn't even go to this church. He goes to another church. And, and Sometimes you have to leave the 99 to train somebody to find lost sheep, other believers, so they can find sheep in other pastures. I want you to start asking other believers you meet, how does their church teach them to have gospel conversations? And what I think you'll find out, what my experience has been, is for the most part, churches are not teaching the rescuing of sheep how to have gospel conversations. So share a gospel rep with them. It's good practice for you, and it'll start to teach them. See, sheep finding is not about our church. It's about a movement of the gospel. The need for this to happen is more shepherds, more searching shepherds. Number 10, commit to eat one meal one time per week with someone who's far from God right now. You all know some. Because there's 8.5 million of them around us right now. And you know what? You also have to eat. Maybe, maybe invite that neighbor you've been praying for over for a barbecue or, or have them over to play a game and have desserts. That's an easy thing. Just pick up a dessert and, and play a game. Get to know them. Have, have coffee with a coworker once a week. My point is uh, to start the habit of regularly and intentionally spending time with some lost sheep. And, and you may become a friend and then a trusted shepherd to lead them home. Many of you are already doing a lot of these things. But right now, I want you to consider the cost of having reckless love for sheep. Then be reckless and see if you can do more. So first, go through the list and check off what you might be willing to do. Then add up the cost. Maybe it's only 30 seconds, like subscribing to the YouTube page. Well, that's a start. Great. And after you've added up the time and the money required, then make sure you're willing to be reckless and and stop grumbling about the lost sheep because that just drives them away. Just be consistent with whatever you commit to do the rest of your life because in these little ways, you can make a huge difference in our world. I want to give you a gift right now. I want to give you just a couple minutes, two minutes of silence to pray and make your commitments. Because if I don't, something of less value will distract you from doing something with more value in your life. We all can get lost in things of less value than finding sheep unless we purposefully engage in doing it. So take two minutes and just a moment of silence on your own and, and
and consider what you'd be willing to do. And add up the costs. Now, during this time of silence, you could actually do apply three of these on social media. You could apply this message immediately. Okay, why am I having you do this? Because the, the shepherd in the parable considered the cost and immediately went with reckless love for the sheep. And that's what we need to do. We need to consider the cost and, 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 and go for the sheep. Okay, I want you to put that card somewhere you're going to see it every day and see that little sheep on it and be reminded. And then i also like you to take a photo graph of it with your phone in and you can text it to me or, or to another disciple that you trust and, and we will pray for you and help you be accountable to being reckless in your love for sheep. Today, if you take this seriously, it's called repentance. You, you will change from being a hearer of God's word to a doer of God's word like James said to do. He says, but be doers of the word, not just hearers only, deceiving yourselves. See, the, the Pharisees were deceived. They, they knew God's word about being compassionate, but they refused to do it. And they were lost sheep because of it. If you're new here today, you may be thinking, what kind of church is this? They actually expect me to do something. Friends, this is Jesus' church. And he's meant it for you to be the church, not just go to church and be an audience. If you're just an audience, maybe you're a lost sheep. Or part of the reason that there are millions of lost sheep everywhere. Jesus found you, if you're here, to help shepherd God's flock. I'm going to go back to the parable. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Notice something back in verse 4. The, the shepherd commitment was until he found it. Shepherds who recklessly love their sheep don't give up. No sheep is too far away. No sheep is too far gone. No, no sheep is left behind. That shepherd's going to find his little buying friend or he's going to find a corpse. He's in it for the long haul. How, how far are you willing to go to find sheep? I was looking, how far have I gone? Well, I, I went 8,000 miles to Kenya. And I'm, I'm just one of those little lowly under-shepherds with uh, a little bit of reckless love, spending my own money to do it. How far do you think Jesus is committed to go to drag your butt home? He came from heaven, and he would go the moon for you. I, I would bet he would go the 123 million miles to Mars for you 
if you or your children ever wander that far. It doesn't matter how great the distance or how big the sin, our shepherd pursues with reckless love for all his sheep. And look what he does when he finds it. Because this shepherd must be tired. He must be worn out from the search. And yet he puts that sheep upon his shoulders. He takes the burden of that sheep's rebellion on himself, on his own body. Sheep get very broken down when they depart from their good shepherd. But when they get broke down, they keep going deeper and deeper into the thicket. You can go to the next slide. They, they go deeper into the next thicket, kind of like those squiggly lines there. They, they start heading in there. You know, we're all like that. Instead of trying to return home, we try to fix things our own way. We might try things like drugs or, or a new relationship or a religion or self-improvement or entertainment. We can medicate ourselves by watching Netflix or fall down the cliff by um, looking at TikTok. Now, Sheep are not too bright. We start to trust our own solutions. And and the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it's the way to death, Proverbs 14, 12. But I want you to see that good shepherd is pursuing. And all that little sheep needs to do is turn his head and recognize the shepherd of their souls. And he will do the work of lifting them up and putting them on his shoulders bearing the full burden that their sin has caused them. That's what Jesus did for us sinners. That's what he did for us on the cross. He took the full burden of of our sin. Every thorn and thistle of our sin was was placed on his shoulders. He, He gets saddled with all the cost of what we've done. He pays for all of our rebellion. And by his reckless love, he pursues us as we are heading for our sheer destruction. And instead of letting us be destroyed by the burden of our own sin, he, he, he dies for it. He makes a, a sacrifice that carries all of his flock home. Beloved, this is why I ask you to count the cost. If you're going to join us in finding lost sheep, you must be willing to bear the cost. Hurt sheep sometimes bite you as you try to pick them up. Sometimes they poop on you and their filth gets all over you as you try to place them on your shoulders. Sometimes they struggle hard to get free and they they kick you in the head because they want to get back in that dark thicket where they feel safe. Then you get all scratched up again trying to drag them out. Friends, finding lost sheep is messy because the burden is on you. They are often too sick to stand on their own. And our good shepherd takes us as we are and is willing to bear the burdens of our sin. And when he does that, a great exchange happens. The cost of our sin is placed on him and, and, and then we get lifted up above the mess. God credits us with Jesus' righteousness. But even though they're suffering for the shepherd, Look at what the shepherd does after finding the sheep and after taking on the burden of his sin. He rejoices. His reckless love for the sheep is so great. He he can rejoice through the suffering, through the burden of our sins. The Bible says we are to follow his example. It says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus rejoices in suffering 
knowing that he will be rewarded by God because he knows God has reckless love for all his sheep. And he is willing to pay any cost, even the cost of his own son, to bring them home. Beloved, we share in that joy when we become shepherds that recklessly love sheep. If you checked off everything on the list, it would be like five hours a week of stuff, and I'm not asking you to do that, but, 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 but let's say you did, and you did that for a whole month. You'd be tired, but you'd be more joyful. I know it. Jesus left it all on the field for us sheep by dying for us. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He also said this, greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends, John 15, 13. Jesus became a sheep so he could be our friend, that we would come to him and, and that he would die for us. And then three days later, Jesus walked out of the tomb alive, proving he could forgive us and, and give us everlasting life for all those that would be part of his flock. So even though as sheep, we, we sometimes walk through the valley of the shadow of our death, we will fear no evil, for our shepherd is with us even there in death. His rod, his loving discipline is there to keep us following through. His staff gets us out of any thickets we get into along the way. His presence comforts us and, and protects us even in the valley of death, shadow of death. For, for death is just a shadow to our Lord, not something to fear, just something to pass through, something to walk through with our shepherd. The parable says this, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me for I have found my sheep that was lost. He takes ownership of us. When Jesus comes home, his joy is shared with all his friends and neighbors in heaven. You are brought into the community with the eternal angels and, and the saints and the Father and the Holy Spirit. A party for you, one lost sheep who is valued. Who's not coming to the party? The 99 that think that they don't need repentance because they're still straying sheep. You know, those with Pharisee attitudes who look at the cost and grumble. In heaven, was celebrated as a sheep found it, whatever the cost. It doesn't matter what the cost is in heaven. Jesus says this, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. I tell you, that's an incredible promise of our value to God. This is from Jesus, who the Bible says created all things, even the stars with his fingertips. That, that our God is, is that mindful of us that he knows when we're lost and he, he wants none of his sheep to perish. And, and the greatest celebrations in heaven are not over some righteous people that accomplish some things. They're over Jesus bringing one rebellious sheep home. Scriptures say this, for you were straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd, the overseer of your soul, 1 Peter 2.5. In this parable, Jesus says, there is more joy in heaven. Now, heaven is a place of joy. 
But when sinners repent and, and come home in heaven, there is increased joy and it's shared with everyone because it comes from the Father. You know, the Pharisees are just sitting around grumbling, considering other sins too expensive. And God is saying there's more joy in finding one lost sheep than anything else in all of heaven. Now, friends, I've, I've had many mountaintop experiences in my life. I was an athlete who, who won a lot of competitions. I, I, I was a performer, and I had the opportunity to perform in front of thousands of people, sometimes 10,000 people in, in fancy places. And, and I have been fortunate to have been able to travel and to see great places. But for me, there is more joy in helping bringing someone like Jasmine home than all of that. Nothing in my life brings me more joy than helping our shepherd bring another one home. It's a team effort. The cause doesn't matter. Sharing in the joy of our Savior is what matters. No one in heaven is sitting around crying or grumbling about the cost. They're all just grateful to be there. God's resources are unlimited and unending. And, and there will be a celebration of the reckless love that our Savior has for us forever. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to the springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Revelation seven seventeen. Our good shepherd will never leave us. He will be there with us forever. The father will wipe away every tear caused from our departure into brokenness. The tears will be gone forever. Wiped away just like our sin. We'll no longer be able to depart into trouble anymore because we will see clearly the goodness of our shepherd and have no reason to leave, no reason to roam, more joy in his presence because there's more joy in his presence than anywhere else. You will find more joy in his business than anywhere else. Today, repent from Phariseeism and join the family business of sheep rescuers. Because that shows that you truly are family. Because you share the Father's heart. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your love. That before the foundation of this earth, you chose to love me. And you chose to love everyone here. And I hope some people today are waking up to that fact. It's in every page of the Bible, if we read it correctly, that, that you are pursuing us and that you love us. And Father, I pray for that weak sheep today to just turn his head and believe on you. Father, send the Holy Spirit right now to convict our hearts of sin that let us be aware of our Phariseeism and, and, and our hearts towards other people. Convict us of sins, but then convict us of how good you are, Jesus, and how much you love us in spite of our sin. And then help us to make a commitment. Make a commitment to, to you as our shepherd and to be a helper in the sheep rescuing business. Father, and if we'll do that, you'll give us eternal life forgive all of our sin. Lord, if anybody's doing that right now, this time, for the first time, your word says there's a party going on. 
There was a party a year ago when Jasmine came. All of heaven rejoicing. And right now, there's somebody that's going to get the party started again by coming back to the shepherd. Oh, Jesus, draw them. Pick them up. Carry their burden. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.